0: Relationship smart women want to learn how to transform their intimate relationships. We feel frustrated, disconnected, and lackluster in our relationships, but we are done with blaming our partners. We are done with doing nothing about it. We are ready to do our bit to make things better so that we feel more connected, more alive, more truly ourselves in our intimate relationships. Relationship Smart Women. I am your host, Nicole Matheson. I have a post for you today that I'm calling, I want more and then he pulls away. You know, I, I was kind of thinking about a post like this and then I had just a bunch of clients all in a row that kind of were suffering from the same affliction of wanting more and then their partner pulling away and it's just so distressing and this is a pattern that I too know really well in my relationship so I thought you know what I need to, to write about this so here we go I want more and then he pulls away it goes something like this you feel like you need more from your partner more reassurance more care more love, or more affection, or all of the above. You feel like you need this stuff in order to be okay. And in fact, bigger than that, your need has become a kind of anxiety. Like, without this attention, you feel triggered. And by triggered, I mean that you're on alert, you're tense, You're running negative stories in your head. In fact, your head is just swimming with negativity, making you feel angrier and more needy. And you're just kind of hanging out in your fear. Or maybe your fear is actually showing itself to you as anger. You're feeling really angry and it's all directed towards the cause of your problem which in this moment feels like your partner. So, usually, actually, what this means is that the small, scared child within you is freaking out. And they're the little one telling you catastrophic things about him, about his lack, about your need not being met. Okay, so it's a small, scared, wounded child within you. So what happens is, generally, you react. And this means that you take action based on the sense of lack and fear. So you want comfort, but because you're reacting, you don't ask for comfort. Instead, you get angry. You accuse and you punish or whatever it is that is your favorite way asking and I'm using my little fingers here inverted commas of asking for what you want not in the best way right so you want what you actually want is for your partner to see your pain to acknowledge it and to scoop you up in his arms and reassure you of his love but you've asked in a way that triggers his small scared child, he feels criticized, he feels blamed, he feels attacked, he feels like it's not fair, actually, and he feels like he probably can't do anything right. So instead of responding by being this big god-like, uh, stronger than strong, capable to resist any storm, that you are unleashing at him. He's very human. So he retracts into his shell where he's safe from your onslaught. Okay, so this might be into his man cave or just into sort of uh, numbness, no emotion, or just into staying away from you, not involving himself with you. And this just makes you sink lower into your need for reassurance. You are so desperate now To feel reassurance that you are loved, that you are okay, that your relationship is fine. (sighs) So what do you do? You react stronger, louder, more angrily than before. And what does he do? He feels more attacked and so he retracts even more. And so it goes down and down and down. You are both triggered. You're both reactive you are both in a state of fear response, stress response, which means your brains are not actually functioning properly. You've lost your um, you've lost your brain integration. You actually don't have the capacity to think clearly. You don't have the capacity to access other parts of your brain to think outside the square, to think differently to before. You're in total reptilian uh, reactivity and it is not a good place to be, especially not when you and your partner are both in it. (sighs) So yeah, it's not nice. Do you know this pattern? Do you recognize it? Yeah, I find that a lot of my clients often get stuck in this cycle and I too know it well. In fact, when me and my partner go down, it's generally along this path. Um, And maybe in a future post, I'll tell you what happens these days because uh, we are extracting ourselves from this pattern and it is such a relief. You know, 20 years we've been married, so, you know, there is hope. But mostly what happens is it's the feminine partner who is in the anxious or wanting more mode and the masculine partner in the avoidant pull-away mode. But it can go either way because this is not actually divided upon feminine and masculine lines but more about childhood wounding and attachment styles. And they can go either way but just culturally the way that the masculine and the feminine are kind of trained into their roles, it often ends up that it is the feminine in the more anxious style and the masculine in the more avoidant. If you want to know more, go check out my post on attachment styles. So if you are the anxious one and you don't know what to do, the good news is that there is plenty that you can do and I've got a little list here. So here are some things you can try. Okay, the first is to get conscious. And what I mean is get conscious of the pattern, right? So notice the triggers for you to go into this pattern. And then what you can do is see it coming. And if you can see it coming, you can actually avoid it. You can uh, take steps before you get fully immersed in it. So it could be Certain subject matters that you have to actually just approach in a different way. Or it could be, okay, every time we go on a holiday, that happens. So let's, let's scaffold. Let's build around it and see what we can do to avoid it. The other thing that I find really helpful for getting conscious is to talk about the pattern that you have with your partner. But don't do it when you're stressed. Don't do it when you're triggered. Do it when you are still sane, when you're still in the full integrated brain part of you rather than the triggered headspace part. Okay, next, uh, the next tip I have is to get a toolbox at the ready. So I'm really big into getting toolboxes ready. And these are anything that you know works for you in moments when you are stressed. Okay, so you could have a toolbox ready for these moments. So that means you need to start considering what are the things that do help? when you're in this needy mindset? What are the things that help you feel less needy, that help reassure you that, apart from asking your partner in this way that's not working, know what your tools are, practice them when things are good, so that when things, so that you are ready for when things go pear-shaped, for when things do go down that track of your anxiety. Um, So things could be anything from a meditation practice, um, eating well, um, you know, having a a text relationship with your partner, whatever it is, like we're all different, but um, it's important that you think about it and you get that toolbox ready. The next one is pause and take a breath. So breath is the way that we can interrupt our nervous system from its cascade into stress. So just a few deep breaths, breathing deep into your belly. In that moment, sometimes just a couple of breaths can change the way you respond. So it's actually interrupting that fight or flight. Pretty much the only thing that we have the power over to interrupt a stress response when it's being triggered. So breathe deeply and pause before you respond. Pause and breathe. And this can help you move slowly but surely from reacting to responding more consciously. Okay, my next tip is to take responsibility. So in those triggered moments, we turn into a victim all of this is his fault. He is doing this to me. But it's not actually true. You create these patterns together from the moment your relationship is initiated to this point of tension. It is a web that you have built together. It's much more complicated than my fault, your fault. You have the power to change the way that your communication goes down. Not just in this moment, but in general. You have the power to put boundaries in place so that you're not so resentful. You have the power to ask for what you need. Taking responsibility feels so much more empowering in your relationship. It makes you feel like things are possible, like change is possible, like what you want is possible. So don't be a victim. The next tip is to ask in ways that can be received. You know, pretty much this is the key, right? Knowing your partner, which is your job. So hopefully you do feel like you know them. You know how they're going to react to things. You know the ways that have worked for you in the past when you have got the reassurance and comfort you need. Yeah, there have been times when you have got more of what you want rather than less, than what, less of what you want. What are those moments? Just take a moment to consider that. What are the ways that don't work for you? Get really clear on this and see if next time you feel yourself going down, if you can apply this wisdom. The next tip is to explore your triggers and wounds and heal. The anxiety you're feeling is probably your abandonment wound feeling sore. This wound did not originate with your partner. It is from your childhood. And while it feels like it is all about him, just take a step back, take a deep breath, and see that actually a lot of this is your stuff. You are wanting your partner to fill a hole within you. And perhaps there is some work you can do with a counselor or a coach or with some guided meditation or journaling. Perhaps there's some work you can do to help heal this for you and make things smoother in your relationship. My next tip is to challenge the catastrophic thoughts. Those thoughts that you're having are not helping. They give you a bars of charge and make you feel justified in your anger in the moment but this does not help your relationship one bit. The thoughts are coming from the small wounded scared part of you and she she just wants you to run and to be safe. But that doesn't really help because you get a lot from intimacy. And if you listened to her you would not have a relationship Your job here is to challenge the thoughts. Personally, I love to borrow Byron Katie's lines of questioning um, from the work and ask these four questions. Number one, is it true? So maybe you're telling yourself, my partner doesn't care about me. Is it true? Is it really true? Number two is, can you be 100% certain that it is true? This is a good question because you're like, well, actually he did, you know, um, do the groceries the other day because I asked him and he looked after me when I wasn't well. So maybe he does care. Number three is how does believing this thought make you feel? How does it feel in your body, in your energy, in your thoughts, in your mental space? How does it feel? And number four, Ah, who would you be without this thought? Just take a moment to feel into your system, into your body, of you without this thought. Okay, my last tip for you, my darling, is to get help. This sucks. This pattern sucks. Being stuck in this cycle of never quite feeling satiated in love, in care, and affection. It's painful and it's lonely. Yes, there is the chance that your partner is dropping the ball, but it's also possible that this is much more complex and subtle than that. Sometimes we need the outside eyes of someone who's trained in this work and who is objective to actually see the wood for the trees. So you can book a session with me and I can help you untangle this and Manage it better so that you feel like you are comforted, cared for, and loved. Maybe we just have to see it through a slightly different filter. I really hope these tips help you, my darling, and that you do start to feel much more satisfied in your relationship and more able to manage when you do get triggered. Take care. Bye bye,